Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vince, and this is Applying God's Word, a Bible teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 52, titled, Free Will, The Choices We Make. Scripture portrays human beings as having minds and wills of their own. We are, in a real, though limited sense, creators of our own behavior and determiners of our own destinies, whether our behavior and destiny is in line with God's will or not. In 2 Peter 3, verse 9, we read that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Our free will can be used as a wonderful blessing or an awful curse. The Lord makes this clear in Deuteronomy 30 when he tells this to the children of Israel. Verses 11 through 19. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven, so you have to ask, who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea, so you have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commandments, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Whether the children of Israel are blessed or cursed depends on what they choose to do. The same is true with us today. God sets before us the possibilities of life and death, but we decide which possibilities we shall experience. Hebrews 1 verses 1 to 3. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Beginning in the Garden of Eden, in which God creates Adam and Eve with the ability to choose to obey him, and continuing on throughout the Bible through the New Testament, where life and death are portrayed as depending on a person's acceptance or rejection of the Savior, Jesus Christ, 
The Bible portrays people as generating their own activity and creating their own destinies by the decisions they make. God's will is unequivocally for all to choose to obey him, to choose life and not death. But sadly, many freely reject God to their own destruction. 2 Peter 3 verses 3 through 9. Above all, you must understand that in these last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now let's have a look at Romans 1, verses 18 through 32. You'll notice that there is a choice in the action, knowing the way of God, but choosing another, in an exercise of one's free will to choose. Beginning now in verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven, against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who was forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, 
So God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but approve of those who practice them. Now these verses are pretty strong and direct, sobering to some. They show God's response to wrong choices while knowing right from wrong. Some professing Christians forget the Lord told us to seek the narrow road and not the wide road. Today, the wide road, which encompasses the bulk of what these verses tell us, is considered mainstream. A question, through self-examination, will determine which road we truly are on. This is a choice of our free will. Is it the narrow road that few find? Or is it the mainstream road that the vast majority find. We are told this in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So without deceiving yourself or excusing yourself, prayerfully ask the Lord to draw you back through any means by his Holy Spirit, if you feel or know in your heart that you have drifted into the mainstream, away from the narrow road of obedience to Christ. Paul describes in the Romans 1 passage that even those regenerated by the Spirit face a conflict of desires. If we believe in God's promises, we have a new disposition, but sometimes our old sinful nature raises its ugly head. Sometimes we do not rely on God's grace, but let evil desires become stronger than our desire to love Jesus. Thus, we sin. Yet by the Spirit, we may strengthen our desire for the Lord and so choose righteousness. Pray that you will long to serve him above all else. In closing, I want to encourage you with Isaiah 1 verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. When the Lord says, let us reason together, God is telling Judah to examine the case against them and make the necessary corrections. If they would correct the situation, then they would be forgiven. God had thoroughly laid out his case against them, and the truth of it could not be denied. God does the same thing with us today. We should not argue or excuse our case when repentance is the only reasonable choice. With true repentance, we have nothing to fear. We serve a God who is faithful and just 
and we can go to him without fear. He knows all about each of us, so when we come to him, we can sit at his feet, and he will embrace us, and we will be made whole, and there is no condemnation. So, make wise choices with your free will.